word. All men are created equal. This phrase from the Declaration of Independence is often used to argue for equal rights and opportunities for all, regardless of race or gender. However, the original context of the phrase was written by slave owners who did not intend for it to apply to African Americans or women. Welcome, welcome to the Psych Expansion Podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Elijah. How y'all doing today? What's going on? How your week going? What you been up to? You meet anybody new? You started dating? What's up? Tell me. What's going on with your life today? What's been going on with your life this last week? I'll tell you about mine. So, this week I have been talking to a lot of people and it's really what inspired this conversation today it's what inspired this podcast today this episode people don't aren't mindful of what they say to others or they may have the wrong connotation on something how they feel about certain words so that brought me to this podcast today language is a very complex thing that has a numerous of rabbit holes crazy amounts of things that you can talk about when it comes to language but ironically we don't talk about it enough right like we we talk about everything else but what the origins of these words mean where they actually come from what was the intended meaning that it was supposed to portray or give to someone what was the intended feeling that it was supposed to give to someone language is deep right with language we have the ability to make someone's day better we have the ability to make someone's day worse we could motivate discourage we can even make people feel a certain way we could in a sense paint a picture with our words which is crazy it's not crazy but you mean see what i'm saying like the words but like it's it's fascinating to how we can paint pictures with our word we can make someone visualize something in their head with our words but with these same words of motivation and inspiration they can also be perceived to make someone upset and make someone feel uneasy it's all about how someone perceives the word or the phrase or philosophy that you're given. You could program for good, but also be limiting a person. An example of this is how your parents tell you that you are able and supposed to go to college and get a college degree and go work for someone. You have now programmed this person to follow steps to complete a task and you limit them from thinking about how to level up on their own rather than go work for someone. Certain ceremonies where vows are exchanged, you, people give people give hope for lifelong relationships, like marriage. All in all, words have power. Words have power. People perceive things differently based on tone, biases, experiences, body language, 
I could raise my eyebrow a certain way and it may make how I'm saying something, it may give it a different feel. The interpretation of a word and like they, they have a certain interpretation of the word and not its, not of its etymology, right? Its origin. I, I just, I said something about that in the beginning, right? Just creating a lot of times we hear words and we may perceive it differently and then we begin to use it wrong. I don't even know if that's the correct way to say that, right? It gets tricky. See, this conversation is going to make me think while I'm doing it. So I'm going to just have to say what I have to say. And you're going to have to just comment below if you believe that I've said something wrong or you disagree. But I have to say what I have to say or else this podcast will go on forever for me, like thinking about my words too much. You know, to have a great conversation and deliver a message to an audience is something that I am working on every day, though. I've learned that being able to have an understanding of multiple perspectives is key to empathizing with a person, which helps make for a better and effective conversation, which is understandable to empathize with a person to from my understanding of it is to understand where a person is coming from not necessarily saying you agree with what they're saying you just get the point of view that they are viewing this from empathizing is a there's a great interview with this guy named Lex Freeman and he interviewed a hostage negotiator where he goes through and explains how you have to really empathize with these kidnappers, right? You should go check that podcast out though. Lex Freeman, and it's the hostage negotiator one. I can't remember, but you can find it though if you just search it. But uh, yeah, the power of words. We all know the tongue holds power, right? Verbally. We all know that physical harm is an unaccepted. It's unaccepted in majority cases, right? You got UFC where in boxing and other sports where I, I it's accepted there. They can fight each other and that's what they're supposed to do. But majority of the time, it's not. And it's, it's a tough thing to deal with. But you want to know what's tougher than that? What's tougher than that is mental abuse. To, to tear down and destroy a person's ego, pride, value sense of worthiness that that band-aid is it has to be a strong band-aid or that healing process that healing process will take way longer than any i can't say any but that healing process will take longer than most cuts or scrapes it also makes being vulnerable and discussing insecurities tough because, you know, it makes you wonder if a person will use your vulnerabilities against you. Manipulative people, they, they use your, they, you will be vulnerable. You will tell them your insecurities and they may, something may go wrong. But now you don't want to go be, you don't want to go against them in, a, in fear that they'll put your insecurities out there. Just think about this real quick. Think about how, think about the word boss. Think about this. I am your boss. How does that make you feel? 
when a person comes up to you and say, I'm your boss, how does that make you feel? You ever thought about that? Why does it make you feel that way that you feel about that? I'm going to tell you how it makes me feel. And actually, it depends. It depends on different variables, right? What was the approach like whenever you said it? I'm your boss. Or, hey, I'm your boss. Or, hey, come here. I'm your boss. Come here. Like, how, what was it like when you said it? What was the energy and tone you presented? Who are you as a person? Are you this ego-driven person? Power-seeking person? That got bullied or whatever the case may be where you now seek power to do unto others that like do unto others what was done to you? You know, that, that word has a lot of variables. And it could also go another way too, right? Does your drive... Does your drive to complete a task keep you from the awareness that's the vibe that you give off, but all along you truly are a nice, genuine person? Did you just come off as a a-hole and it's just because you're so focused, your awareness took you away from being mindful of how you're presenting yourself? I'm telling you, language is so complex. Especially when you mix it with feelings. But you see what I'm talking about. You could perceive it differently on a numerous of vari variables that are all weighted differently. You could also inspire. You could inspire with intentions to inspire. Whenever I wake up in the morning, I decide for myself at that point, today is going to be a good day. I say my prayers. I actually tell myself today is going to be a good day. You should try that. For me, it helps. I say my prayer to the higher power. I affirm. I say my affirmations. You are strong. You are courageous. You are worthy. You are wealthy. You are healthy. Along with this, and an understanding of how life works keeps me from engaging in, engaging in, and entertaining and low level activities just having an understanding that you are going to come across people who are ignorant to certain situations in life and people you know that's gonna happen but why should you let that upset you if you know that they are people like that right i guess that comes with emotional management being able to control your emotions whenever you see something that is already expected. All right. But with all that, saying my affirmations, my prayer, telling myself in the morning that today is going to be a great day. Saying these things and practicing these rituals build me a good day. And I don't give people or things or happenings in life to determine that for me i don't give i don't even give it the chance you know what i'm saying it's like some things that some things you just expect so why entertain it some people everybody's not gonna listen everybody's not gonna act how they're supposed to act like just and things happen in life but it's all character building to get you to a better place but it's up to you to either look at look with 
for the lesson within or play victim to it. It's up to you. Perception. Perception within communication. I personally, and I know some of you may, right, agree that being aware of different perspectives helps you deliver the intended message with its intent. Right? Being aware of different perspectives helps you deliver the message intended with its intent. I'll explain it. Listen. So, whenever earlier I told you to think about how the word boss made you feel, when someone says that, I am your boss. Right? And you said it made me feel this whatever way. I was upset. I didn't like the way he came off. I didn't like the way she came off. I didn't. Or they were very respectable. The way a person perceives something, it can lose its intended meaning and come across as a power play or threat rather than a statement of leadership or authority. Like the whole time, I'm just trying to tell you, I'm just trying to let you know that if you have any questions, you can come to me. I'm your boss. Instead of elaborating, I just put it in, I confined, like I shorten it. I am your boss. You can come to me. If you have any questions is that's it. That's all I was doing. But with that, right, knowing, knowing the cultural beliefs, biases, experiences, of others may help the communication in a way such as if I know that you have had bad uh, experiences with management, supervision, or any form of authority, right? That will help me. That will help me deliver the message to you where you perceive it in a digestible way. If I know that you've had past issues with authority i can now say something like of course a a greeting i am so i just wanted to let you know that if you have any questions you can come to me i'm your boss that is so much better than just saying the names the names gabriel barksdale i'm your boss happy to have you here that doesn't even sound i'm just like all right bro i get it i'm about to go back to work we done you know what i'm saying quick story on perception right real quick story time story time so a person that i love to this day right once told me grow up we all know how that usually makes a person feel Somebody tell you to grow up nine times, eight times out of ten. You're going to feel some type of way about it. Me? The way I'm wired? I said, what you mean? Like, I wanted to know why they felt the need to say that. But the person only repeated their first statement. Grow up. So that left and open-ended, I guess that left an open-ended, it, it raised curiosity. So, I won't say it was that day. I don't actually know. Maybe it was that week. I did some reflection. And 
I analyze my life and I over the past years I have made corrections to my life. And I am truly happy with who I am today. I'm constantly learning, constantly growing, practicing self-development skills. Long story short, that that whole conversation could have went multiple ways. But the way that I'm wired had me perceive it in a confusingly optimistic way i wasn't mad about it i more or less wanted to i more or less wanted to know why they said that and maybe i needed to look at myself and look at what i was doing which i which was good but they didn't mean it they didn't the way that the message the meaning and message how they put it out was later said that they didn't mean for me to perceive it in the way that I did it was more or less a I don't know I won't say it's not hateful it's like a more or less I don't even know how to describe it but you know what I mean because you got that feeling whenever you get that feeling whenever somebody tell you to grow up and you get a feeling of how they're giving it off so that's how they said that they were giving it off and but I didn't take it that way which that's just the way I'm wired it helped me come out. Me personally, I think I came out better. Excuse me. Perception is key. Motivation and inspiration are held in the eye of the receiver. If it's not given what it's supposed to give, I'd only be labeling you a motivational or inspirational speaker just because that's your occupation. Like, what if if you're saying... I'm a motivational speaker, but it's not hitting. I'm not taking the word. I'm not taking the word how you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like how motivation and inspiration, it has a, it has a double-sided, it's like a double-sided coin. Not really. Actually, it's not like a double-sided coin. I take that back. I take that completely back. I don't even know how to explain it to be real with you. It's like a it's like a three-sided thing, right? Where it could be motivation. You could take it as motivation. Somebody could say, I don't even know how to explain this because it's so complex, right? Like I could say something negative to you, how I was just explaining, and you take it in a better way than what I was giving off, or I could say something that was meant to motivate you and it just doesn't sit well with you, right? Listen, here's a few things, right, to determine whether or not a person per perceives your words as motivation, right? So people can be skeptical, right? Your communication style, right? Some people explain things calm with a mellow tone. Some people are just energetic. They get passionate about what they do and what they're talking about, and they're energetic, right? Both sides have uh, both sides have an audience. Lack of relevance to the listener, to the receiver. It may not what you're explaining and trying to portray, like what you're trying to parallel to motivate that person or whatever. It may not be relevant to this person's life, so it's just not. Like I say, it's not given. You feel me? And some people just have a negative mindset with trust issues. Like that can just be one thing. That could just be a thing, right? Some people just have this negative mindset right 
that comes from seeing things and having conversations and just engaging in those things to train your subconscious mind to now it's like in your head without you even knowing it it's living in your head rent free you feel me you don't even know it you got you being this negative mad person sad mad yeah i should i just want to say to some words are just words and have a meaning and feeling tied to it only from their perspective that type of unawareness can cause a lot of issues with communication and far as not excuse me and as far as not delivering the intended meaning or feeling with that i'll leave you not with only two but three quotes because all of them were perceived differently but brought forth the same general message right and i have this in order of preference the first one is by anias nin the quote goes we don't see things as they are we see them as we are and i'll repeat that we don't see things as they are we see them as we are some of y'all got that some of that, that that went over your head like a carry-on it went over your head come on i got bars I, if y'all didn't know but uh, this one may clarify clear that one up the second one by wayne dyer it goes like this change the way you look at things and the things you look at change yeah i know that's a bar hey listen i'll say that again change the way you look at things and the things you look at change <sighs> oof oof crazy that's fire that's fire but listen this is probably my favorite one this is probably my favorite one. This one by Robert H. Schuler. And it goes, perception is reality, but it may not be actuality. Think about that. Let that sink in. Perception is reality, but it may not be actuality. So you may perceive something and that is your reality, right? That's the one that you live in. But it may not be actuality. It may not be, you may have gotten a different feeling or meaning from what was said or delivered to you than that was meant to be, that was intended to be delivered to you. Robert H. Euler, perception is reality, but it may not be actuality. Listen, I'm telling you that those are some good quotes. Last, lastly, I want to, we do this every week. We go over AI, not for artificial intelligence, but it is artificial intelligence. But we are speaking of African intelligence, my melanated people. So today we have Dr. Jibru. She is known for her groundbreaking works in AI ethics and fairness. And her contributions have been instrumental and promoting transparency and accountability in the fields of artificial intelligence. Today, we'll be discussing two of Jibru's most notable contributions and the implementation in AI. The first things first. I'm gonna call her Dr. G because I don't, 
I feel like I'm butchering her name, but Dr. G, right? She has a project called ImageNet Roulette, right? This project uses AI to expose biases and stereotypes in image recognition software. Here's how it works. The ImageNet Roulette project uses AI algorithms to classify images based on their visual characteristics. Users can upload an image and receive a classification based on the algorithm analysis. However, the project also flags images that could be considered biased or stereotypical based on categories such as race, gender, and nationality. Here's an example. If you upload a photo of a black woman wearing a graduation cap, the algorithm might classify her as a debt-ridden person. Ain't that, ain't that effed up? Or a single mother, right? Just by you uploading a photo of a black woman wearing a graduation cap, and the algorithm may classify her as a debt-ridden person or a single mother. This is what this woman is fixing, Dr. Jibru. These, classif these classifications can reveal biased and stereotypes that exist in an image recognition software, which can have real-world consequences. The project has also been used in AI ethics workshops and, train and training sessions to teach developers and research about the importance of fairness and accountability in AI development. So the next thing is next. The next one up is data sheets for data sets project. This project developed a standardized format for documenting data sets. That includes information on the data sets origins, biases, and potential risks. Here's how it works. Data sets are the foundation of AI development and they're used to train AI algorithms to recognize patterns and make predictions. However, data sets can also contain biases and inaccuracies that can lead to biased AI algorithms. Dr. G's data sets for data, data sheets for data sets projects aims to promote transparency and accountability in AI development by providing a standardized format for documenting data sets. This format includes information on the data set's origin, potential biases, and potential risks so that researchers and developers can understand the limitations and potential biases of the data sets. The data sets, the data sheets, <laughs> oh, I apologize. I am messing this up. But listen, the data sheets for data sets projects has gained widespread attention in the AI community, and it's been used as a tool to promote transparency and accountability in the AI development. To conclude, Dr. G is a trailblazer in the field of AI ethics and fairness. And her contributions have been instrumental in promoting transparency and accountability in AI development. Yes, give it up for Dr. G. Yes, there's one other thing that I want to uh, that I want to go over with you guys, right? And it's real, real quick, real, real quick. It's only because I forgot to do it, but you know how there's certain sayings that we just go with for one money is the root of all evil we've heard that right you've heard that and if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken it comes from a bible verse uh timothy 6 10 okay so money is the root of all evil this is a common quote often used to argue against capitalism 
and the pursuit of wealth. That's the one that people always say, right? The re it's to like justify why people do capitalist activities and whatnot or, or go rob somebody because they need money or whatever. However, the full quote is actually for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil that comes from Timothy 610, which suggests that it's the obsession and greed for money that lead to corruption and wrongdoing. Crazy. But no, this is the one right here, right? And it caught me all the way off guard, right? I was so shocked whenever I heard this. So, raise your hand if you heard the quote, all men are created equal. Raise your hand if you heard that, right? I'm telling you, this one actually threw me off. This is why it's important to get the original context of phrases and words. All men are created equal. This phrase from the Declaration of Independence is often used to argue for equal rights and opportunities for all, regardless of race or gender. However, the original context of the phrase was written by slave owners who did not intend for it to apply to African Americans or women. However, the original context of the phrase was written by slave owners who did not intend for it to apply to African Americans or women. So, now, whenever you say all men are created equal, how do you feel about that? Are you gonna, I guess you can empathize with the person, but then again, do you know how they're trying to send the message. I tell you, language is a beautiful thing, but it's also so complex, right? But listen, thank you today for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that it left you with both answers and questions. I'm sure you've got some thoughts and opinions on this topic, and I want to hear back from you. Don't be shy. Reach out to me on social media at the Psych Expansion Podcast, or you can do via email, Psych Expansion Podcast, and let me know your feedback. I'm always looking for ways to improve and provide you with content that you find valuable. It's me and you. We learning together. Also, if you enjoyed, enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, make sure you follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out on the future episodes. We're going to explore other topics and challenge your thinking. Until next time, stay curious and keep your minds in check. Peace.